Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Captain Ginger Snaps. No? Oh, and oh, friends, you we've had, got a special guest tonight. You had one goddamn job, We've got Aaron. a special guest tonight. I'm so excited. Literally the thing I asked you to do. <laughs> I was waiting to see what you would say. Sorry. I'm, the, I'm a wild card. You just never know. And... Aaron Powers. Yay! Yay! Aaron Powers is here tonight. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. It feels like, yeah, maybe we just stop after tonight. This is a culminating episode. Aaron Powers is here. What else can we do? It would be a good idea because apparently Pat Morgan has scheduled himself on the program in a couple yeah. of weeks. I just want to put an end right. to it right We're now. Done. So We're do you want to, why don't yeah. you tell everyone who Aaron okay. is? Okay, shut it down well, before yeah. that. So for anybody who might be a first time listener, welcome to Com Majors. Uh, we are a group of friends from college who 20 years later still like each other. And, uh, you know, once a week we talk about films. No. Yes. Uh, so Jim and Brian are the communications majors. I'm just the person that keeps them funny. Uh, and our best friend, mutual best friend is Aaron Powers. She's joining us tonight. Yay. And best in show. That might be like one of the first movies that we all loved collectively together whilst living together. Okay. Is this true? I have like no recollection of when we, when I watched this. I watched this all the time and I am certain that no, we watched it at Seville. Yeah, we did. Well, it came out in 2000. I did not see so, this in the theater. I don't think any no, of us did. No, no we didn't see I, it in the theater. I don't even know how long it was in the theater. But, but I we, def, def, somebody definitely had it on VHS. Yes, yeah. I did. I certainly did. Okay. This was on heavy rotation in right. Katie's Well, we are house. watching uh, Best in Show. Best in uh, Show. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What is everybody drinking this episode i'm having an elijah craig old-fashioned in my empire tumbler that keenan gave me so i'm feeling a little mm. evil tonight i'm having whatever jim made me while i was upstairs putting the kids to bed it's a belvedere should, should we call oh, it a mayflower the belvedere. For tonight? The belvedere. <gasps> man if we had, had mayflower some, if we had had some elderflower we could have called it the, the mayflower the eld yeah oh well opportunities lost there's a mayflower beer actually mm-hmm well, Made in Massachusetts, again, unsurprisingly. Twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it, so don't worry. Uh, I am just drinking an ice cold Miller Light. Classic. That's it. Classic, That's Brian. It. Classic. That's we. It's our. We have our expectations, and you go I, right under them. I have questions. Are you drinking the ice cold Miller Light out of the plastic Harry Potter Christmas cup, or is that? I am. I am. No. Why? Wait, did, why don't you have the top with the straw? The, yeah, that's disgusting. Have been doing this for about seventy-five episodes. No, <laughs> no. okay. You yeah. show the can at the beginning of the episode. I've always yeah. assumed yeah. that the plastic no. cup is water, uh, and no. that you have the you pour your beer into a plastic cup. Brian, why? That's terrible on their camera. Why? I, I don't know. That it's. You know, as a teacher, I thought drinking in open container might not be the first oh, thing I want to have. Now you on care about what we Facebook. say and do yeah. as teachers on yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Aaron, what are you drinking? This is a bigger conversation than we can handle right now. Uh, just a glass of white wine um, mm-hmm. and a water because I'm 40 now. Um, I don't know what kind it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't know what kind it is. 
It's a white. It was kind. a white kind. <laughs> yes. I'm it's sure a brown it's a dog. Hope in a wine, very correct? classy glass. Better be a one I wine. Like I'm wrong, but I'm not sure. Right. I feel like you've not got a, a purebred. 50 shot. Not it's, a purebred wine. It's not a it pure is either wine. a Pinot or a Sauvignon. So I think, yes. It's not a, a wine that I rescued. Yeah. Um, you rescued? <laughs> yeah, it's a rescue. <laughs> it's a rescue wine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so from my fridge, I don't know how long it's been in there. (laughs) We have Aaron Powers live on the show with us here, but we also have a guest and her son with us joining from Hop Hog. Is that how you say it? Laura Merrick? Hop Hog. Hop Hog. -hog. -hog. Um, And she is a major fan, major fan. Saw Best in Show in the theater twice. Twice. That's a commitment. That is impressive. I didn't know it was that in a impressive. theater to be seen twice. Yeah, you I have... think you chose poorly. I feel like we should take a commercial break. <laughs> no, or something. no, this is this is fine. Bring hype on. Hype, just keep <laughs> just keep feeding us material. Uh, you have quickly r- rose, risen, rose, you rose to the top. You are uh, the expert of the episode. So okay, yeah, just let us know. <laughs> let's get into this, Brian. Just let, let's like... uh, let, let's go to the go to the rundown. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, is. the daughter is there too. We have three Merricks involved in this. All right, oh. fantastic. Hi, Matilda. Hold on one second. Something's going on with the rundown. Uh oh. Nice. Or we could have breaking news. We could do either. Should I just do it with my mouth? No. Maybe. That's we might it. have to go without music tonight. No, that on. is it. I feel like this is a Harlan Pepper. This is a Harlan Pepper yeah. rundown. All right. Well, just give us the rundown. Here, just give us the rundown. Here we go. Anything oh, those is better. Listen, how you do with those no Fs. soundtrack, the soundtrack will be better than the soundtrack from A Few Good Men. So we're okay. I need a I need a dummy ventriloquist. We've got Chewy. I'm going to have to use him. Okay. Here we are. This is Fred Willard with the rundown. It's the Mayflower Dog Show. And everyone is coming to the majestic city of Philadelphia. The terrier owner with an impressive sexual history and her two left-footed husband. The country boy with a penchant for flies, peanuts, and bloodhounds. The yuppies with matching braces, J.Crew turtlenecks, and passive-aggressive natures. (laughs) And so many more dog owners. These characters will all meet under one roof and the artful commentary of the sassy Fred Willard and his straight guy partner. It is a satire made in doggy heaven. All right. All right. Hold on one second. Okay. What's happening? Okay. What's happening? I just want to. Do you need me to do a little bit more of intro? No, I'll just cut this part sure? out. Because I'm just... ready. <laughs> okay. We're good. I don't know All why right, I did go. that, but. That's Okay. We uh, we are. It is. I have my ventriloquist and, dummy yeah, ready to go. He has a ventriloquist. Chewy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is we, not a we, dog. We, Jesus Christ, he's a. Mm-hmm. No, this is my ventriloquist. If you can, my can dummy. you tell me what Chewy is? Yelling. Why? If he's not a dog. Oh, the only thing that will. Why are you? The only thing that will make up this transgression is if you can tell me what he is. I have no idea what Chewbacca is. Really? Yeah. No clue. What is he? Chewbacca. What a Wookiee! Oh, he's a Wookiee. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Okay. That's a that's Again, a clerk drop for everybody. Sight gags on a podcast. Not great. For the friends who are listening and not watching us live, I have a Chewbacca doll that I am going to use as a ventriloquist dummy 
when things go wrong here. Which Woo-saw, might be Captain. Very Woo-saw. Okay. I'm not even sure where to go. I know, Jim. I know. Brad, you want we to are never making you drinks prior to the show again. You, is... By the way, I will just... All right, we're going to break the fourth wall here. Katie came at me and Brian with a bunch of ideas about like things we should and should not do to make this better. And I'm bringing and it. And then I am bringing brought it. this to the table. It's all for the customers. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They do love this. They, That's they what they come the for. This is what they come Brian, for. Brian, can you I salvage something and lead I'm this conversation not. at least I probably a, in can. a direction There's that no. might make sense? Um, I thought the film. guest would be Christopher. Christopher Guest. This feels really familiar. I feel, <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable. This has been at the point in like senior year of college. Brian, and Aaron and I, I would have just like been you like, and I have been here though. Yeah, this is, we would just be like, should yeah, we go get ice a, cream? Should we just this is 20 year old flashback? Should right we now. just try to go do something else? Yeah. This is uncomfortable for the two of us oh right now. Gosh. I'm very comfortable. I love I, this. I don't, all right. So let's Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest is a good who guest. We love, of course, um, <laughs> the amazing spinal tap which we have done on our show before, but we've also seen him in A Few Good Men. We've seen him in Princess Bride. He teams up with the always fabulous Eugene Levy mm-hmm. to write a film that delves into the world of competitive dog shows. Yes. Um, which I have to admit, I've always found slightly creepy professional dog shows Mm -hmm. um and creates a fantastic mockumentary Mm -hmm. as he often does um and produces a film that 20 years later is still relevant laugh out loud funny funny still i mean very little of it i think has aged poorly which is pretty impressive, actually. I mean, there. I think everything that we would nitpick usually for a film that's aged is almost purposeful on why it was placed in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about why it's so wonderful by looking maybe at each of the subjects of this uh, film. And we have to start out with everyone's favorite couple, Jerry and Cookie Fleck and their lovely dog, Winky. Of course, really, this film has gotten a resurgence due to Schitt's Creek Mm -hmm. and the fact that Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara team up, obviously, in Schitt's Creek, but also here. And I had forgotten uh, how good they were together. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we take it for granted now because you see it, you know, if you watch Schitt's Creek, you see it. But it was so long ago and it was there, like right there. Yeah. Bow wow. Bow wow. Yeah. Oh my God. They they are hilarious. And I think it's really funny to look at Eugene Levy in this movie er, and and pretty much his entire career to me is him playing sort of this like weird doofy second guy, right? He's not ever like the leading man. Or, and he's never, 
He never has his shit together. He's never the, the like, and then you go to Shit's Creek where he's Johnny Rose, where he is like, uh, you know, a multimillionaire built, you know, business guy. And he pulls that off perfectly. And somehow he's like super handsome. <laughs> and yeah. in these other movies, he looks in real life. Like, I mean, he has aged well. Like he looks like in these other movies, he looks like the guy, like if a kid in your class, that was his dad. You were like, oh man, I feel bad for that guy. Mm -hmm. And then teeth. Johnny Rose is totally different. Oh, his teeth. Well, the teeth is, that was prosthetic, I, I think. I, <laughs> I would, I would. Yeah. No, he's, he's method. He, he had that done to his teeth on purpose just for the shoot. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> Do you think his teeth or Sean Connery's hairpiece cost more money? <laughs> from Hunt for Red October. Jim, I'm so sorry. Jim is currently digging through the trash on his desk to try to find the volume controls. Yeah, you're, good. you're good now? You're good now? <clears throat> yes. I was about to lose an eardrum. Yeah. We're good now. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Perfect. <laughs> um, so let's go down. We'll go through, shoot through each group, and then we'll go back up to it. Second would be uh, Sherry Ann Cabot and Christy Cummings, mm -hmm. Stifler's mom and the amazing Jane Lynch, who <clears throat> is fantastic in this. But for the life of me, I always would never have recalled her except for when uh, Glee came on. Oh, really? And I feel like she, I don't, I mean, I oh. know her in this movie, but I don't, I didn't know her as Jane Lynch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think she was okay. that big. Nobody right? did. I mean, yeah. I mean no, she's yeah. a fugitive, remember? She was like a big, yeah, that was big character. But I feel like this feels like the movie that, for no. me, put her on like my well, radar. Put, oh, not for on me. Your radar, well, but this was, was not was a big it? box office You mean like you, she wasn't memorable for you after you watched this? Right, right. Yeah, she was for me. Oh, yeah. well, see, I thought her character was memorable, but yeah. I kind of put her in the, the vein of like some of these other uh, people. And we could go back to the, talk about them. Uh, the next couple is Stefan Vanderhoof uh -huh. and Scott Donlin, uh -huh. which is Michael McKeon, who we love, uh -huh. and John Michael Hughes, who's in a bunch of stuff. And we have Harlan Pepper, uh -huh. who's Christopher Guest, who I was kind of impressed uh -huh. on because I feel like he does well with the material he has, but I feel like he, in some ways, gave some of the juicier stuff to other people. I mean, he has some really memorable lines and delivery, yeah. but he definitely played a, a more subtle character in this. I mean, he's not the flashy character. And then finally, Parker Posey and Michael Hitchcock as Meg and Hamilton Swan. Great name. The dysfunctional married couple. Yeah, so all of these characters are like, the epitome of stereotypes, right? Like mm. every every one of them is a fully formed stereotype. Yes. Uh, um, and, you know, in true like South Park or satire fashion, you can't really get upset because like everybody gets hit. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. It, it's all it's all happening. It's all happening in this movie. Aaron, which couple did you find the funniest this time around? Mm. Uh, I think they, uh, just, just how like anxious they were with the dog and, uh, you know, like the airport freaking out in the airport. I don't know. It just really made me laugh this time. I always found, um, the Stefan and Scott couple, Scott, is that John Michael Hayden's yeah. name? In the mm -hmm. Yeah. Scott. Right? Yep. Mary, Deborah, whatever. Like the, 
leather pants. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I just found myself cracking up at that, uh, at them this time. But yeah. And by the way, they're not a stereotype. They're just based. Sorry, dude. They are not a stereotype. They're just based on Bob, Doug and Bobby. Bobby. Doug and Bobby. Doug does not enjoy that. I mean, I have told him this. So my my brother Douglas and his husband Bobby. Um, from the time I saw this in two thousand, I was like, Doug, you're in this movie. Yeah. Like, how many kimonos? We're going yeah. for forty eight hours. How many kimonos do you need? I two more. I packed seven, so I need two more. I'm like, two that's more. you. Like, I mean, this is my my brother. Who, if he flies in for a long weekend, like, there is no concept of not checking a bag because there's no way and he, he looks he like him. Th- he, they I look think alike. he looks they identical. They do look alike. Yeah, he really alike. does. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like it. I think that I think he's very handsome. I find him to be a strikingly handsome man. Douglas does not think so. So yeah, that's really that's where it all comes. That's where he doesn't. Yeah, I know. I told him. Doug doesn't I listen do, to this. So I yeah. do appreciate, and Doug, I, I think this is an important thing. He travels with his own oh. pillows, which I myself do. You yep. should not travel without yep. your own pillow to sleep with. And I mean, the fashion choices in this film are horrendous. Like, and I think they're pretty spot on. Like when you're looking at that yeah. dog show, like the getups that the judges wear, the like weird formal wear on these very oh. softball esque player women who are judging the dogs. Like it's just weird blazers over dresses. They're just like tanks of women. Like yeah. they are like muscular women with long ball gowns on. Mm. It just looks awkward. I want to clear that um, I did not make that statement. Yeah. It's true. Like they look like they're pl- they should be playing rugby. I'm going to tag my sisters in this. I said softball players. Exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, they are a muscular. <laughs> the, both of your sisters could easily beat me up. That's point not- taken. Yeah. And I will be tagging them. In this. <laughs> my yoga teacher frame will crumple under the stare of their softball player gaze. Anyway, what I was saying was what's our actor's name? I never know. What's the guy's name? Which one? I don't even know yeah, what you're talking, talking about. about. I was talking about the fashion about? choices of the Doug lookalike. What's his uh, name? I don't know that guy. Uh, his name. Scott, Scott Donlin. Scott Donlin. His wardrobe is impeccable. He looks so good in the end. The way he carries himself, mm-hmm. his carriage in that bolero jacket and the nice right. little pointy oh, boot. That oh, my that was God. And his, his like facial expressions he, when the... When the judge is looking at his dog and he's doing the nails, like the yes. eyes, he <laughs> nails it. I, I, he is my favorite character. I adore him. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the swan, the two, like Aaron yeah. saying, but I feel like I love that because I hated people like that. <laughs> and like, I feel like we, we're old enough to know people who were very much like on the path to become those two people. So I, so I appreciate it. Like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember when people were like that and I hated them. So now I will laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> Alicia's already here. Well, and I think too, just being a pet parent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to make a public apology already. Before the episode even ends, I am going to apologize for the statements that I have made about softball players. 
Uh, This podcast didn't age well. (laughs) Ten minutes ago, Katie said something that's awful. They were not fully formed. They were not fully formed statements. As usual, I have stuck my foot right on in my mouth all the way back to my throat. And now my sister's going to stick her foot right in your ass. Yep. I (laughs) would just like to add, again, breaking the fourth wall here, Katie was like, well, we could get more listeners. There will be no new listeners after this episode. This is your first episode (laughs) It is also your last episode listening. There will be no cocktails prior to episodes going forward. When 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 you post on social media, is it socially acceptable to start drinking at four o'clock? That was me. That was Jim. And I'm completely fine. Um, So honestly, I think that the Swan Couple may be the one that ages the worst, and not. Because it's inappropriate, but it's I of th- a time. It's of a time, and I don't think yes. it comes across. They just come across yeah, as crazy, which is really funny. But I, I would, Im- I would love to hear from some younger folks if the absurdity of them resonates as even close to being true. Because you know, of course, the Starbucks thing makes sense, but I think J. Crew, like, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Yeah, I, I know it is, but like that, or the catalogs. It like was so pervasive that. at the time, J. Crew and Starbucks that like that whole thing and and basically the the you know they're like the dinks right the double income no kids mm-hmm. thing with like braces and <laughs> it's who tr- and who treat their dog like their child who treat their yes. dog so like their child thank God it's a dog and not a child yeah to an unhealthy um, degree yeah go ahead Aaron. But I think that like anxiety, that pet parent anxiety is still relatable. I don't know that the, their caricature is, but I think that idea of just like people who are just obsessed with their dogs is still very much yep. a thing. Yeah. Alicia, yeah, I, Alicia makes a great point here. Personal experience. Yeah. Alicia said in the chat that the couple is based, basically like the hipsters of the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So like we hadn't gotten to a point yeah. where like hipsters were really there but we did have these yuppies like these almost like new yuppies like not the 80s style but like this new version of yuppies where they were into all these new things and quote-unquote self-betterment yeah the new version would be like we were at we were at yoga together and then we went to that thrift store thrift store down the we went to the consignment shop yeah and then we got lederhosen (laughs) and we wore them home and i played a banjo and then we and then we went to the beer garden yeah um so our listener with children who have seen the movie said she had to explain what a catalog is because that's that is something that there are no hipsters on facebook anymore so there's that no that's we're we're fine there (laughs) i i do think it's interesting though that it it is that that's probably the only area where they went for a time specific thing like harlan pepper could be there's still people like Harlan Pepper out there. Yep. Scott and Stefan, like obviously, well, you know what's you know, funny is still a relevant character with them as as the as the forefront gay couple. We find out later that there's another gay couple, but as far as putting them up front as like the gay couple who owns a dog, they are they're sort of playing with the idea that like there is this stereotypical gay person in and not Scott, right? The other one, yeah. Um, and then there's like the 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 no, quote unquote like more straight laced gay guy, and so like you know that that's 
I, I honestly didn't see either of them as like stereotypical. I think you I think you could, but I also think that they, you know, for a movie in 2000, um, they do a good job of, of just presenting them as like a, so there, there's a normalcy to them and their yeah. relationship yeah. where like oh, they look totally fine yeah. compared to Parker Posey and her husband or, you know? or and Cookie fine. and yeah. her, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like they become the like well-rounded, you know, like yeah. grounded well, couple. And um, I don't think it's great. The, like the humor about them is it's like not that the jokes on them. It's like who they are. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like how we're going to laugh at them because of the things they do. It's just because who they they're funny in the way they're embracing. Totally. Oh, who yeah. They are, like which he, is awesome. he's making other people feel uncomfortable because he knows he can because yes. other yes. folks aren't ready to like talk openly about homosexuality. Yeah. Right, right. So right. they're they're playing on that where it's like, yeah, he he just wants to make other folks, you know, feel a little heebie jeebie. And yeah. he thinks that's funny. Yeah. Um, I, so I will say my Parker Posey thing. All right. I get this feeling from Parker Posey that she is terrifying to be around. Hmm, interesting. I feel like she is the person at a party that like is the wild card where she could just like be like, oh yeah, everything's great and everything's fine. And then she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I can see <laughs> like, that. And then like freaking out. I can see that. And I think it's from well, like. Her in, in her and confused. Yes. Absolutely. She's the girl that squirts the ketchup and mustard all over the freshman and she's awful. Yeah. Come on, you freshman. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. like there's there's this like unpredictableness to her. And then she's in like Blade Trinity where she's terrifying in that. Yeah, I can see um, that. Yeah, she just has this vibe. <laughs> and part of that is to your point, prior to we went live, do I find her attractive? I think part of that is attractive, but part of that is terrifying. Yeah, you, you like wild cards. Um, it's true. Not a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a safe wild card. Um, I, in my research, I just Like a wild, not a draw four. Like a wild, not a draw four. Like a wild card that also <laughs> wants a retirement Jim, account we, and a Jim, plan put, for the put weekend. Put a time stamp on this. <laughs> Katie just said in my research, I want to know what she in was researching research, and what this is going I towards. did. I did do some research because we started the movie and I was like, who is Christopher Guest married to? It's some somebody famous. And I, I had it right. I said, I think it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And then mm -hmm. I needed to confirm. And I was right. Um, but in reading about Christopher Guest, what I found really interesting is that folks um, comment very often after working with him on the difference between his on-screen personality and the stories that he writes versus who he is in real life. Apparently, he's a very serious guy. Yeah. And so he writes these, like, you know, complex comedies um, and these great characters that are not anything like him in real life. And I thought that that was very fascinating. So you're saying he's an actor? Well, yeah, but I think I think there is a notion that like folks who lean into comedic writing are also just like funny. You know, like I expect if I were to meet like Seth Rogen that he's just like a guy that's just going to be like lighthearted and, you know, tell jokes. That's yeah. what I, that's what yeah. I expect. So and he's I think a serious guy. If Seth Rogen, if I met Seth Rogen and he was just like a serious guy who never cracked I'm a smile, sure he, I would be shocked. I'm sure if you were dealing with any of them in a social situation, it's different than dealing with them in a business relationship true. or making a film, which is a very serious proposition. No, but, but 
in my research, um, Christopher Guest actually spoke to this and yeah. said that that really is just like who he is, okay. like that he is just uh he sa- he saves that for the screen and like he's just a pretty low-key well, guy in real life all his writing is very satirical though mm-hmm. so in some sense it does make sense it's yeah. not you know it's not humor there's no gag i guess there's a little bit of gag or sight humor in it but not like gratuitous dumb and dumber farting right type of humor mm-hmm. all right so yeah that's it um why do people want to go to dog shows I don't As know. As an aside, I don't know. Could, uh, you guys, I mean, let, all of you I, own dogs. I do not. I don't. Well, I think understand. it's anything. I think, I think with any kind of these like niche cultures, there's like a community, right? And so, like, if you have, if that's the community you find yourself in because you love your dog and you're interested in like the breeding aspects, and you know, like, I find myself in the guitar culture all the time and in the world of the internet, like, Equally nerdy. Yeah. Equally nerdy. Gaming culture. Like I, I'm involved in that as nerdy. well. Yeah. I'll be I'll be honest. And mm-hmm. you know, I I can be obsessive about stupid little things on guitars and how they sound and how I can change it to make it sound better. So like and there's other people that have that same obsession. So like I I think all these I think part of the reason these movies work is because everybody deep down, everybody knows that they have, whether it's on full display or not, they have an obsession with something that like they may be, they may feel shame about putting it on display, Hmm. but the folks in his movies never feel shame about it. Right. And so like, I, I think that's partly why some of this stuff works is that, you know, that these people exist. And not only that, you know that you're sort of one of them with certain things. Interesting. I don't feel like I'm one of those people. I I relate most to the Fred Willard character in this. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Where I would just have a thousand questions yeah. and feel wildly <laughs> out of place. Right. And that I am like the you but, know, but also, the sore thumb of but, the scene. No, not really, because I don't think even when I've heard you like question someone sort of like Fred Willard questions mm-hmm. this experience, you never do it with from a place of like shaming. No, and I don't think he does either. No, you the only person you it's would curiosity. ever do that to is me. Yes, true. Which is speaks volumes. <laughs> Oh, let's, let's unpack that. Let's discuss that. A little. You just heard her say that I was going to save that for our therapy for session yeah. with Scout and the psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I like even thinking back to like Spinal Tap, like their obsession with music and like they that movie's more about with the obsession of fame. Right. And like how how that can go totally wrong. Then you have waiting for Guffman, sort of the same idea, obsession with fame. And like being, um, you know, being an actor waiting for an Oscar or whatever it is. Or no, that's not the Oscar one, right? That's uh, for your consideration. That's for your consideration. Waiting for Guffman is, again, uh, just validation. Like waiting for, because they're they're putting on a play and they there's apparently a famous guy coming to review them, right? That's waiting for Guffman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's an, another one where it's, it's, it's all these like, it's all these niche little areas waiting for validation or confirmation in like all the emotion and work they put into this like one little thing. Maybe I just haven't found my thing yet. 
I mean, you found so many goddamn things. No, I know, but I've never found a thing that I've like, like wanted to go all in on, you know, that was worth it for me to just like ignore other parts of my life and just like dial right into that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we I'm could still explore that. Yeah, would, maybe would you it's want to share still some out more there. On that? Like, yeah. what, what do you? Uh, I don't know. What could it be? Is there a list we could? I don't know. Maybe it's, I, 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 throw some ideas at me. I mean, maybe I just need to. No, I've gardening. tried it. Nope, tried it. You, kites. Uh, tried it. Ooh, kites. I did. No, kites? Yeah, Jer Kern is a huge kite flyer. Yeah, we've done kites. Okay. Magnets. I've played with magnets. <laughs> yep. Ghouls. No, I'm not so in. I'm not into the ghouls. I'm just doing Charlie Kelly. No. Oh. What about like lawn gnomes? Lawn you gnomes. Could, like, paint no. them. Yeah. No. Create I do like them. painting. You I like, like painting. yoga? I do like yoga, but yeah. still. Thanks. Not, I, not I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I say yoga. That's you fucking got certified oh. to teach yoga. No, I know. I know. But so like you everything are a that I've entrepreneur. Everything that I've I would say that I have some knowledge in. Well, yeah. I would true. still say that I'm like. Eh. Medium, mediocre. So you want to I do mean, like a deep dive like I did, like read 20 books on like Alexander. You like yeah, want to commit to something like des- that. Well, no, but the, here's the thing. I don't have any desire to do that. That's so, you know, this point that Jim's making of like that there's yeah. something in all of us. I, I'm just wondering, like, maybe I haven't. Maybe it is. Maybe I should like train scout. Maybe I should be that person that like gets our dog to be like an agility core. She she's certainly not a purebred, so we're out of the like dog show. But maybe she could do like agility courses. I knew mm-hmm. somebody. I knew I knew some, I worked with somebody. They went to Australia yeah. for yeah. those things for an agility course yeah. for their dog. Can I? Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys about Murphy's mom? Remember Murphy, my parents' old dog. Yeah. Mm. His mom was a show dog. Crack me a bud was her name. Oh, crack me a bud. Crack me a bud. Love it. That's amazing. I'm so I have so many questions just about that name. I'm pretty sure we have a show dog around the block from us, and it's it's a poodle. And the butt things. Yeah, she has the butt things. She does. She's got the the shade. She's got the feet thing. She looks like Rhapsody. I mean, it's a whole thing. Watching them walk her is a whole thing. Where like, yeah, it is like Rhapsody in white. Like they'll use like German cues or like little like snaps and whistles, and she just like trots along. I hate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Do you know that the Westminster Dog Show one season the Best in Show dog was named Mrs. Costello? What? Mrs. Costello won the Westminster Dog Ooh, Show. What? Did we? What is the story there? Uh, I don't know, but as you can imagine, my brothers and I had a field day with Patty my Costello. About that. Tell us your secrets. Well, she's not the only Mrs. Costello anymore. Um, I know, but yeah, this but this was when was this? this when was, was long this? ago. This is yeah, Patty. this was long this is ago. Yeah. Yes. You can imagine. We won't have to tell yeah. the jokes that I were need told. To know. But I need to know. Um, it was. It was interesting. What else? I, oh, we do need to talk about Fred Willard because I think he his character represents. If, if they were looking for an outsider coming into this culture. It's him in this movie. Mm-hmm. But then instead of just making him an outsider in this culture going like, what's going on here? Like, there are so many movies like Waiting. I, I, I immediately think of Waiting in this aspect because the whole movie takes place from like the point of view of a new employee at a restaurant who basically doesn't get to talk the entire movie. Um, 
And that's supposed to, you know, represent the audience is like learning about this culture. They take Fred Willard and put him in this movie as like the guy who doesn't know about this culture. One, they give him like the most important job, which is like announcing and doing the color commentary for the the dog show. And two, they tell him to like turn it up to 12 and just ask as many absurd questions as I want to know could. how much of that was scripted and how much of that was just him I would bet most of it was improv I would love to I, I want to believe that because yeah. it makes it that like, much funnier the questions like uh, how much do you think I could bench press <laughs> like, or when he says my favorite oh my god take his little dog and put a little Sherlock Holmes hat on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gets really nervous about the way that the, that the yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go on a date with her or I love the subtle line where he recognizes Cookie Fleck. Yes, he goes, she, she looks, looks familiar. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> he really turns oh, so the movie. Good. Yeah. He turns the movie like in my mind, even more so this time. He takes a movie that's like a, like a really good movie, like up to that point. And he re- like cements it because his like you're laughing so hard every time he's on like everything like it gives you that sense that the rest of the movie when you go back and watch it like for a second time you st- you're, you're like you know you're gonna laugh so you're invested in really <clears throat> listening the- to the dialogue of all the other like little side characters and you yep. start picking up so much more of what's actually taking place in it. And the chemistry between him and the straight guy, whose name I also don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know that. But, like, he sells it so much as, like, he's clearly a professional in this industry, right? And, like... Who's brought in. and And is balancing this, like, just wanting to do his job well with this like need to cut like kind of like humor this guy and being like super ticked off that this guy clearly is not taking this seriously. Well, I think the, the, the vibe they give you is that this guy, Fred Willard's character is like a national, like news media type guy, right? Like he, so you just got like the anchor from Fox news. Right. right. This is like, he's Regis, right. He's He's like bringing Regis in. To try to get ratings up or something. If, I wonder if that was a, a, a nod. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Well, it so, is. It's like all those guys, Jim Gray, Jim Lampley, who were back then, Brent Musper. You don't yeah. have them as much now, but they would Well, do you got like Ryan weird, Seacrest is yeah, like the closest thing we have. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think you could compare Ryan Seacrest, though, in terms like Regis well, really Clark did have that like ridiculousness to him. Right, you know? right, right. Oh, no, no. Not Ryan's the ridiculous. I mean, like, like a... I mean, like, the job level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But in terms of, like, the shit that he would say, like, Regis Philbin's pretty spot on, I think, as a comparison. Um, so, wait, our, our, our Hop Hog researcher, best in show expert, said there was only 16 pages of this script actually written down. Yeah, so thank you, Laura. And I love that idea. Um, Can you imagine that most of this is just like yeah, the actors and actresses? Imp- like that takes this genius to a whole other level. Yeah, they're insanely talented. Super talented. Do you want my hot take though? Oh, no, I don't because I disagree with it. Go ahead. Say your thing, but know that that's not the truth. That's just your mind. No, no. I, I, this is not my favorite. I went that's into fine. this movie fair. thinking that it was my favorite of the this style movie. Oh, okay. And I think after... 
watching it so close to Spinal Tap, I think this would have benefited from a director that was not... What's his name? Christopher Guest. I, I think the fine. editing in this is a you little it's like uh, Jim Hen or uh, Jim Henson. No, 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 no. I love this movie. I love this movie, but I do think there are certain moments where the joke just goes a little too far, and not in a way that like makes it inappropriate, but just just like they they hit a beat, and it's like that's hilarious, and then it goes like a half a beat longer, and it's like mm. like mm. like cut that out. I and I think, think Rob. Wait, hold on. I think Rob Reiner in Spinal Tap took what Christopher Guest was given, giving him, and like made it. I think he elevated it. All right, that's fair. I think that your love of music is going to make you view Spinal Tap in a rosier glow, just because, just because that speaks the more to you. Matter. It could, but the and jokes. I love little dogs, but the jokes are not music jokes. Uh, some of them are but they're not the ones that i like oh, like the, right. like the turn it to 11 thing that's not like those aren't really funny to me it's more the interactions of like the people that make me laugh okay um i would like to do a a uh user a listener poll and compare these two films yeah i i don't know if they compare in terms of like viewership you know, if it, I think Spinal Tap was probably a bigger movie than Best yeah, in Show. That's true. Yeah. Um, but for folks that but have even, seen both, but I, I want to know what But I think. shouldn't. I shouldn't limit it to just Spinal Tap because watching it close to Drop Dead Gorgeous, I thought Drop Dead Gorgeous made me laugh more than this movie. Yeah. This well, movie. I love Drop. Oh, really? You, you know, See, I, I thought yeah. this one. I, I would take this one over Drop Dead Gorgeous. Interesting. What about you? No, Aaron? It is the same basic premise in some respects. Yeah. Air, we got to get the Wi-Fi at the tower. Yeah, what is going on with your internet in that place? You are up high <laughs> enough that I feel like you're right next to those towers that your Wi-Fi should be like spot on. <laughs> what happens when you teach class from home? What's going on? Do um, your kids hear you? <laughs> I'm gonna try to sign in um, on my phone because I can I can tell that. Uh... It's not going well. It's a high traffic. It's oh, a high traffic. I love it. Oh my gosh, friends! Aaron just joined. Oh, you gotta, you gotta change your audio. Yeah, shut it down. All right, Aaron just joined from her phone, and she has her thirty-sixth first day of te of school teacher picture, and it is adorable. And it is adorable. And there I am again. I, it looks better. It looks better. This is gonna get interesting. We're in the twilight zone. You have to turn your. I'm trying to leave. I'm trying to leave. Oh my god. I'm sweating now. That was so This is actually. Oh my god, dude! It looks so much better. We can talk to you in time. This is a mockumentary about life during the pandemic. Digital. This is turning into like Hollywood Squares for a second. There were like four boxes there. Shadow Stevens was going to make an appearance. You, I mean, did you guys expect anything else when I told you that I needed, like, my computer needed its Yeah, no, we can see you so well. Oh, my really gosh. You're like, I can, you're human started. now. You're I not can blurry. See your your yeah. face is moving. I thought I was we really are. drunk and blurry, but <laughs> you look crystal clear right now. 
We are just going to restart this episode. Oh my gosh. Let's just restart it. Can we go back? We're, this is actually Anything. usually the time we start recording. <laughs> we are on, not on in a Christopher nights. Guest movie about podcasts right now. I don't know because I'm being trolled right now by a softball player because of the comments that I've made during <laughs> this podcast. So it feels like real life. Yeah. Like real <laughs> challenges of technology during the pandemic. Okay. Uh, yeah. cancel culture. No, it's so funny because I could tell every anytime I would say anything, you guys would be like <laughs> We were waiting. There was like a was ten like, second delay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything like the one time I was like Aaron, what do you think? And we just went <laughs> I was very impressed with everybody's patience. Yeah. We'll we'll just cut it. We'll just we'll just cut the long pauses out and it won't feel awkward at all. Jim never goes back and cuts no. anything out. It's going Jim out just no, like this. One week <laughs> we'll I was sound like, Jim, exactly Jim, like this. I'd really like if you could like beep this where I basically call Thomas Jefferson a piece of shit. Could you beep that? Oh, I'll take Thomas care of it. Thomas Jefferson was a piece worry. of shit. Never edit anything. I'm listening to it. No, listen. Not, not I always it say, I'm like, did listen. you even listen? To Linda, it? Linda, listen. Listen. Not edited. Right, Linda, listen. No editing. Thomas Jefferson was a piece of shit, but most of those people back Back then were pieces of shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what Jim doesn't have any problem editing into every episode. The episode uh, commercial at the beginning where he calls himself the favorite member. Favorite of the member. That does that favorite, automatically. Yeah, oh, yeah. That it's is all, every well, week he starts it out. Yeah. Favorite mm -hmm. member. Yeah. Even though I believe a poll has shown oh, that not to be true. Oh, hi. We have a doggy joining our episode tonight. Friends she, at home. By the way. She is so concerned about what's For happening. For a show about dogs, the only one I think that is even close to memorable is the one that wins. Winky. Oh, Winky. Winky's amazing. Because he looks like two Toto. meatballs with fur. Oh, no, he's Toto from The Wizard of Oz. He is but really cute yeah. I dog. thought you were going to give compliments to the dog that is well, joining us I on our show. I was going to say. Let's go to do that. that Fiona's Fiona. winning. Who is currently cleaning herself? So we're yeah. going to turn it around. Listen, Fiona, wow, that fits yeah. in with this like episode in show. lots of ways. <laughs> Fiona has much more personality than any of the dogs, I, except maybe the part where Christopher Guest is like talking. playing with the with uh, the bloodhound. Sometimes, sometimes you talk to the judge. Yeah, that first talk, off, you talk to the judge. It, it almost like it, it almost made me like break the immersion of like this is a character because I'm like that's not his dog. That's some yeah. like I wonder how much time he spent with that dog because the dog is just like amazingly I, loving on him. I love that scene. Yeah, it's I great. I I do love that character. I He's like amazing. his times yeah. in the RV with his ventriloquist dummy. I just <laughs> I love Harlan Pepper. I love seeing him at the fly shop. I I love it. I love him. The, see, like the ventriloquist is sort of what I'm talking about. Like the first part of that where you see him. Six months later, performing to the VFW. Mm -hmm. The first half of that is amazing. The second half, where he's like spinning the rope, it's like okay, and it's to me, right. it ends on a like, nah, it's not that. Funny. Yeah. Feel the same way about Stonehenge. Go ahead. Well, I, I, you feel the same way about Stonehenge in Spinal Tap. <laughs> Beat too long. I know. Beat oh, too I, long. You're you're missing the whole point of that. That's that. <laughs> That is the point All right, of that wait, scene. Wait. There are some amazing things happening right now. Okay, so number one, we're talking about Harlan Pepper and his love of ventriloquism. And we have a listener right now who is deep into ventriloquism. He is going to be a ventriloquist dummy for Halloween. 
we have i mean if we're able to could we share the video yeah, like, of can the you please get us video is there he is. like there is is he like gonna sit on rob's arm and like pretend to talk because that would be awesome no it, uh, it's matilda matilda pretends to be the oh. ventriloquist dummy and oh, he's I the ventriloquist so no he says my son is going to be a ventriloquist dummy for halloween i know all you have to do is really, read the comment no, but this has been going on for months <laughs> there, there is a longer story than just this there are videos well, i didn't know all of that <laughs> well you haven't been paying attention brian wants to quit life <laughs> He's he's rubbing his face right. right now, folks, which means our, it's time to our end this listeners podcast. are agreeing that the bloodhound is the better dog than Yeah, yeah. But what is the terrier's name? Winky. God loves a terrier. <laughs> I think Winky is so funny because it's there's nothing like about that dog that like no. screams dog show. Oh, absolutely. And Whereas, like he- even the bloodhound, like y- like looking at that dog you're like that's a beautiful dog yes yeah i would i honestly well i mean you know all of my westminster knowledge i wouldn't look at winky and be like oh that's a classic yorkie terrier right like she looks like a little pudgy she looks like (laughs) two meatballs she's she's got some lbs on her now you're fat shaming dogs (laughs) Our, our trainer our trainer was like so you know on a dog that's 20 pounds an extra three pounds makes them morbidly obese so apparently scout your dog is morbidly obese. Apparently, apparently we've been feeding Scout a little bit too much food. So that woman's dead now. We don't see her anymore. Yeah. I just felt like she was body shaming Scout. I mean, we yeah, don't have time for that. Helpful. No time for that. I have right. no idea. What, what else are I'm we gonna, doing? Yeah, Aaron needs I, to talk about this movie. I'm going to take some drinks. Well, did you guys realize that... Um, Maybe, uh, what's his name? Less, maybe not Cabell. take a drink. <laughs> Being a good idea for this rest of the episode. <laughs> Why don't Brian and I take more drinks? I'm gonna start a breakout room and leave. <laughs> see who else I can find online? I'll see you there. Zoom breakout meeting. <clears throat> um. So Leslie Cabot is blue from Old School. Oh my God! I yes. Think about yeah. that. Very That's good. So- very good. He looks like that viral video of the man that that dances. You know what I'm talking about? There's no way that guy's still alive. Oh, Oh, no. no, He he is? is? Oh, I looked him up. I looked him up. He was apparently not as old in that movie as he looked. I swear. Um, By the way, that is supposed to be like a, a riff on Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character. Like, I mean, which it doesn't matter, I guess. It's not we like the like Jake Crew stuff, and which have, is a direct so, thing. Like, we both like talking and not talking. I mean, we could just we, not talk. We both like soup. <laughs> she is so we good. We both like soup. <laughs> we could just not talk until we find something to not talk about again. <laughs> She's oh, great. And when they create American Bitch, a lesbian oh pure God. breed dog the, magazine. Like, again, like the, the pairings, <laughs> I just find the like the partnerships that they create masterful because the way that they speak to each other. So, you know, she talking to Jane Lynch, like the make the makeup conversation where they're like both speaking to the camera about the makeup experience. I'm like it was a really classy it was a smoky eye and <laughs> what does jane lynch say about that it was too much it was too much, <laughs> was too much. um she's a right. dynamo in the sack <laughs> it, likewise i bet 
Oh my god. It's great. All right. All right, we have to move on from this movie and we'll be doing it in like five more episodes uh, later so we can actually discuss the movie in some kind of coherent way. So if people have ever Jim's seen tra- the movie, still they trying to find episodes. this man yeah. that plays, he can't find him in the cast list. His I name would... is Patrick Cranshaw. I think, wow. It's not Cranshaw, but I looked him, I did my research. I want to be prepared. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't get a strong internet connection, but I did research. No, how did you do it? She used a. She used a. My boy uh, Blue. He's I went to the library and looked up old periodicals. No, I was gonna say he died in 2005, so he's been dead 15 years. Yeah. Oh wow! He's still alive though. He was born in 1919. He feels very alive. The pictures I saw of him look very hearts recent. Hearts and minds. He's alive. Yeah. He's, he's still with us. Uh, all right. So watch Best in Show. Watch this movie. Yeah, it's My good. My God. Watch the movie. <gasps> Don't listen. To I have pictures of Darwin as a ventriloquist. My phone is dead, but we will get them out there to the viewers. Thank you. That's great. Oh. Oh, great. All right. It's time for Game of the Week. Is it, though? <laughs> it is. <laughs> This is the episode where I'm really glad I moved the beer fridge into the Com Majors Boston studio. Yeah, I am I am out of whiskey. It, it, it has been moved. Let's all take a minute. I can't flex. Sat- this is what happens when we put the show on a Saturday. It's bad fucking news. I have cursed so use much. Your, use your beeper. You have I have cursed so no, fucking much. You beeped at the wrong time. I didn't beep at the wrong fucking did beep at the wrong time. This is uh, first uh, breaking news. Hit the breaking news. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> For the first time in Commager's history, we're doing a bonus. What are we drinking this episode? Because I don't have any more Miller Lite in the fridge. So <laughs> for the rest of the episode, I'll be drinking Blue Point Summer Ale, which is crisp, clean and refreshing. Mm. It's October 24th. Isn't there a dog called the Blue Pointer? Thank you uh, to Craig Goldberg, who brought this beer back as part of his Long Island beer selection that he brought back as a gift. Start with you. You (laughs) insignificant. Thank you. Uh, All right, time for Game of the Week, in which we'll actually let Erin speak as a guest on the program. Well, how about I go get beverages so I don't cut her off? Yeah, okay, good. Um, All right, here, Game of the Week this week is uh, fast four. We're ranking these four classic American sitcoms. Well, though one of them is really not an American sitcom, but sitcoms that people in America love. Uh, Schitt's Creek, which obviously has a huge connection to this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Office, Arrested mm-hmm. Development, and Seinfeld. Now, who would like to go first? Should I'll, we let I'll Aaron, go first. Jim, why don't you go first? Aaron yeah. can. Everyone else moment. can think about it. Aaron, did you you, you, you know the, the no, shows there? No, you can go. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I this was really hard because it's not hard. I think all of these are great, but I think they yes, all I didn't the, pick the, a bad one. There is certainly pick. enough time between them that they they all sort of do different. They 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 all have different significance. Mm-hmm. So I have to go. Seinfeld, number Wait, one. So we go number one. Okay, number so one is Seinfeld. I just fell off stop, my chair. Stop, and I'll explain. Seinfeld, The Office, mm-hmm. Shit's Creek, and then Arrested Development. Wow. And the reason I do that is because I I can't look at 
Seinfeld and The Office and not think of what they afforded the the others. Well, I guess Arrested Development I put at the end because I think it has a smaller, very like niche, niche sense of humor. Um, but as far as like big giant shows, obviously Seinfeld and The Office are giant shows, and Schitt's Creek has been pretty giant for Netflix. But it, as far as a mass consumer, it is not giant at all. Okay. And so, so wait, time out. I'm not done. Seinfeld is basically like the Nirvana of of sitcoms, right? Like before that, you had hair metal that was like all the same. Everything was the same. Everything sounded and looked the same. And then all of a sudden, there was a show that everyone was like, holy shit, what is this? And I think without Seinfeld, you don't get The Office or you don't get any of the other three. Because I think it changed the sense of humor of like what was possible in like a primetime sitcom. I don't disagree with your approach to this question. If I, if it, I don't answer this question the same way. You're right. If, it, oh, if, it, if okay. it's what I like. I'm interested in how you're going to answer it. Yeah. Well, yeah, well is, that's it, Is right? it in Spanish? For, no, so I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm nice. not, I'm, I'm not approaching this as like the, uh, you know, the, the James Beard Award for restaurants. I'm, I'm approaching this as like, what's Katie's personal opinion on these four shows? Mm-hmm. I had an emotional reaction to Schitt's Creek unlike I had with any of these shows. And That's so true. that goes to the top of my yeah. list. Like I've already just yeah, in the past three days been like, I think it's time for me to rewatch Shit's Creek. I just finished it not very long ago. Right. Uh, I'm ready for the rewatch. And whereas like Seinfeld, I don't think I'm ever going to get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I would like to rewatch that. No, the office. Yes. So, Here's my my order is Schitt's Creek, The Office, Arrested Development, which I love, but it's uh just a touch more intelligent. I don't I don't know. Like I like it is not something like, you can binge. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can binge right. Arrested Development. So like I can just enjoy Schitt's Creek and The Office, whereas Arrested Development, I have to like really be paying attention to catch everything. So that's yeah. number three. It's funny. Yeah. I think and it, then Seinfeld's number four. If you're not paying attention to Arrested Development, I feel like. It's not very funny. Yeah, 100%. The you have to be you, yeah. really paying yeah. attention. Yes. So that's my order. And I'm sticking to it. I totally agree. Thank you. With your criteria. Well, you, Thank you. But you don't agree with their order because it was like the opposite. <laughs> it's, a, it's the opposite of yours. Exact opposite of what you had. Erin, uh, how about you? Well, mine is actually the same as Katie's um, for similar reasons, I think. Um, I, I, I sort of debated between Schitt's Creek and The Office just because of, you know, The Office was around, I guess, a little bit longer just when it came out. Like, I use it as a joke when I, like, back to school night, like, when I tell them that I went to the University of Scranton, it's like the only reason that people would um, know where that is at this point, if they're not from here. Um, but Shit's Creek, I have the same, I just love it so much. And, um, I don't, I, I, I wasn't, I, I appreciate Seinfeld, but I wasn't a big like Seinfeld super fan. Like I'll watch it and I think it's really funny, but I don't have that same investment in it. So I have the mm-hmm. same order as Katie. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that, but I do. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I would like a picture. I would like Jim to go back and re-edit the video for this and just superimpose a David Rose face on me for this entire episode yep. because I kind of feel like 
<laughs> you that feel like David I, Rose right now? I feel like David Rose. <laughs> I love that you feel like David Rose. <laughs> uh, I will. Ha- I have not finished Shit's Creek yet. We're, we're making Patrick? our way through it, making our way through. So I will have to put that in the bottom Step of my list. I have to put it on the bottom of my list just because I haven't gotten through all of it yet. And I have to be, to be fair, it's the show of the four that has made me laugh out loud the least. What uh, season are you at? I'm uh, almost done with season three. It's oh. gotten funnier every season. It, uh, it definitely makes me laugh out loud. But I would put... Arrested Development third. I loved the first two seasons of Arrested Development. I think if you if you watch those two and you really listen to it, there's at least one line in every episode of the first two seasons that you will like die, almost die laughing. Um, Office second, because I think you could watch. I should preface this. Office when Michael Scott's on, because I'd never watched an episode when Michael Scott wasn't on, so I can't do that. And I think Seinfeld, you could. I love Seinfeld. I, there, I, you're hard pressed to find a single episode of Seinfeld that you will not laugh out loud at least one thing that happens in it. I think you can laugh at shit. I think Shit's Creek. If I had to pick one that I think the writing is the best. It, getting you to have an emotional attachment to the characters. I think the writing at Schitt's Creek is the best of any of them at attaching you and like making you love those characters. Like, so I think from that perspective, I just think from a pure like laugh out loud sentiment, like I can't think of a Seinfeld episode I ever saw where I didn't laugh. Even the last one, like the finale, which everyone bags on, it's not a great episode, but there's still at least one time that you're going to like really laugh. Um, but th- that's my order, I think, for it. And I yeah. think Jim's right. Seinfeld influenced the way that comedy was allowed to be. But it's, and I think comedy specific as a genre is so hard to compare across generations and across Ooh. time like this, because like Laura's already saying in chat, like, like, the office in Seinfeld, some of it did not age well at all. Right. And that's not fair to, to like compare because, you know, they're writing specifically for an audience at a specific time. And when you're writing humor, you have to do that. When you're writing drama, you don't have to write specifically for a time period to find like what someone will find dramatic. But humor, you have to write for what someone will find funny in that culture in that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I, absolutely. Schitt's Creek feels the most relevant. Right. Right. Yeah. It does. Well, and, honest, and I'll be honest, it feels like it leans a little bit more towards, uh, you know, I was just thinking it's, it's interesting that Aaron and I lean more towards Schitt's Creek because when I think about Seinfeld, I'm like, eh, it's a little bit more like white male. It is like it has a more right. male sense of humor. Like it, it's, yes. it, it does. And Schitt's Creek leans a little bit more in the other direction. But you know, what's funny that's missing from this list that like real comedy people would be like, why isn't this on your list is something like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So like it would be. Well, but that feels very closely aligned with Seinfeld. Right. But it's not. So like yeah, that's it's... that's a huge thing is that it's being written right now. And it's. Yeah. Well, that that show makes you cringe 
as much as it makes you laugh. Right. It has that office vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. But even more so than the office. Yeah. Wait a second. I had a thing. Oh, my thing was since we're talking about Arrested Development versus Shit's Creek. Dun, 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 dun. A question that was asked from one of our listeners was, who are the better commentators? Because in Dodgeball, oh, yeah. you have Jason Bateman and Fred. Is that right? Is it? Are the... No. No? Who are the Jason... commentators? Jason Bateman and who in Dodgeball? Laura Merrick. We need, we need oh, our expert I'd on the scene. think about it. Okay. Because um, in my mind, it is, it's Fred. But I'm probably wrong. But he played... Gary Cole, oh, who is yeah, the guy yeah, from... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Office, so Jason, space. Jason Bateman plays the Fred character, Fred Willard. No, no, no. no? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yes, he's you're the, right. He's you're the right. wild card. Yeah, he's the yeah. wild, but like insanely wild to the point where he's like, he's like not even sitting in his chair. He's like standing yeah. on the chair and yes, kneeling on the chair. So like, he watched Best in Show. He's Matt and Fulmer. was like, yes to this. And yes. then what if I take this to the next level? Right. Yes. Right. I mean, it is definitely and, a nod to Fred and, Willard. Well, and let's, uh, yeah. And when did Dodgeball come out? Because that was. It was after. It was, oh, it, it was after, but was it, it was prior to Arrested Development. 2004. Yeah, that's interesting. Jim tells me that I'm bad at the internet, but sometimes I watch the way he searches for things. I'm like, am I really the one that's bad at the yeah. internet? No, I was right around the time of Rest of Development because Rest of Development's first season was 2003, four, three or four. <clears throat> yeah, so, so it's right it was around right the around same around time. That window where well, that was his Jason like Bateman. resurgence. Right? Yes, it was. Like I feel like he was not in any movies, and then he was in Dodgeball. Well, no, his career, there's actually a great, he does an amazing interview. If you ever, I mean, I'm not a big Howard Stern guy, except when he does interviews, his interviews are amazing. And Jason Bateman like talks about that. Like, no, they, they didn't want him. Nobody wanted him for Michael Bluth. And that like changed him. Yeah. You know, he basically ruined his career with Teen Wolf too. Yeah. Which, I mean, come on. It's not that bad. It's that, I mean, it's <laughs> that bad, Brian. It's not that bad. It's. It's pretty good. I mean, he's not yeah, Tom got, a, got a musical number in there. I mean, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Coming up next week on the show, Teen Wolf 2. The Ocho. Not even the first one. All right, it's time for five questions. Here we go. You want answers? You want answers? First time, baby. I want the truth. <laughs> Make some great. Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? Right, you and Laura Merrick are sharing a brain right now. Like okay. as you spoke things, she was typing. Yeah, and she There's said, "And Juno, he, he was in Juno." And, and was, was, was. There's a thing. Was pretty, it's interesting. Uh, Funny thing about Juno is he he turned that down. Yeah, and then but, but then he was in it, so that's weird. No, yeah, but they he turned it down. They started production, and whoever I don't know if they said Jennifer Garner gave an interview about it, and. Uh, it fell through with the person and she goes, well, why don't you call Jason Bateman back? Cause he was supposed to do it. And they called him back. And mm -hmm. that was like the beginning that may be even more so than arrested. I think that might've even helped him get arrested development. Yeah. He was kind of a, a weird. It was quirky. It was not, he was not was a good Jason guy Bateman. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. All right, here we go. Five questions for Aaron powers. Uh, first question, thumbs up or thumbs down question. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on ventriloquists? Well, I had my answer, and then I found out about um, Darwin's costume. So now I'm, um, mm -hmm. I feel a little. Just, just no. speak the truth, Darwin. We love Thumbs you. Down. We love you. 
But it's, Vin- it's he knows. It's he knows. Down. Ventriloquism's yeah, I, I, a little I creepy. Love he knows that that's going to be his costume. But mm-hmm. it's going to be yeah. creepy as hell on Halloween, right? Yep. So maybe he knows that. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say, when we were wa- Aileen had never seen this movie and watched it with me. I can't got believe the, that. And it got to the ventriloquist part, and I'm like. God, I hate ventriloquists. It's so creepy. It's so weird. She's like, oh, I love it. And then what? I realized, like, then I realized I am a ventriloquist. I am like, shook. I hate them and I'm terrified of them, but that's me. Like, I'm I'm a ventriloquist, I guess. Like, it's terrifying to me. I am shook that Aileen likes that form of Wait, art. I have so many questions, obviously. Is she, is there, is there, <laughs> does she go to conventions? I need to know right now. No. Also, we just need to know what was her reaction to this film? Oh, she loved the movie. Okay, Yeah, she thought it was great. I would be interested in going to a hobby horse convention. Remember we had talked about that at (laughs) one time. I think you should go to simultaneous conventions where you go to the hobby horse convention and she goes to the ventriloquist convention. But she just doesn't think it's creepy. I'm like, I think it's one of the creepiest forms of entertainment imaginable. Yeah, Yeah. actually. Let's see if I can... Would you rather see secondary question? Would you rather see a sock puppet or a ventriloquist? I would rather see a ventriloquist because I am curious. I, I, it, 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 when you see somebody who's actually good at it, it is fascinating. Is it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm I'm just a little disturbed. All right, here I mean, we go. Question two, uh, Aaron. If the entire casts of the following movies were replaced by dog actors, <laughs> which film would you rather watch, The Notebook or Pretty Woman? Do dogs get an Alzheimer's? They could, I think. Uh, <laughs> you got to age the dogs. <laughs> Uh, oh. I'm gonna wet well, myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to go with Pretty Woman. How about you, yeah. Jim? I'm Which thinking of so many scenes from the Pretty notebook. Woman with dogs. I want to see the war scene in the notebook no. with dogs. No, I want to see a dog all bloodied up, half buried in snow, crawling. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to see all the dogs standing there getting their inspection when they're naked in the war scene, like covering the private parts. No, I'm sorry. Let me let me give you the scenes. The the Richard Gere driving through the the top of the limo scene, oh, holding yeah. flowers. Uh, Julia Roberts taking a tubby scene. Oh yeah, hysterical. It's good. Yeah, hysterical that's a good one. with yeah. a poodle with uh, the headphones on. It's just sad because I don't remember it's any great. other scenes in the Notebook. <laughs> The the dog with them the dog the scene with them making love on the piano I want to see making that making love on the piano <laughs> is that how we say that was that is that what that was <laughs> sounds we the doggy make... shopping scene in Beverly Hills or wherever they are where are they we they're in take, New York California Stephane, I don't know we could do we could take Stefan and Scott's idea and do like a calendar <laughs> yeah with Scout and Fiona we could fantastic. dress them up in Tom Major's movies outfits. <laughs> and have a calendar and sell it. Scout, if Scout see. is in The Pretty Woman, she is the roommate. <laughs> yes, she is. She's, she's Laura. Is San, her what's her name? Santa Giacomo. She's yeah. got the longest last name. Yeah. I want to see Fiona in thigh-high boots <laughs> and a it's tiny a little, little black mini skirt. Yeah, I don't Fiona. This is a pretty weird. Fiona. Hi, sweet girl. Would you 
Would you wear a wig for us for oh, our enjoyment? Okay. <laughs> I'm not a part of this. Probably for Auntie, probably anything. But yep. This yeah. is getting very odd. Uh, question three, fill in the blank question. The total number of men Cookie Fleck has carnal knowledge of is... Isn't it just hundreds? Hundreds. hundreds. The way she drops that line, I'm sorry. It is one of the best comedic moments. Hundreds. The funniest part of this whole thing is not the is not the number, right? Like that that is what it is. Whatever. The way that it keeps coming up and it and she keeps not deflecting it and just leaning into it while her husband she loves it is there oh my god at the end and the the sound studio he's like that is the first and last time i did it on a roller coaster i'm not wearing underwear (laughs) i don't know what his name is but she's like bulch 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 is that you Oh God! This oh is what God. I do for a living. This is what I do for a living. Come down here right now. I'm gonna gouge your eye out with my we, thumb. We didn't even talk about that scene. Uh, love it was it. incredible. Yeah. Larry oh, Miller, so good. So good. Uh, okay, question four. Favorite question, Aaron. What's your favorite movie you've ever watched with someone whose last name is DeSanta? Wow, that's a big question. Uh, We've watched a lot of. movies I know my together. favorite movie that I watched with Aaron. So, <laughs> pressure. Um, there's two actually, two that are really good. Is it music from another room? Actually, there's three. There's three because the <laughs> third one involves another person with Gretchen Mullins. What was the? Well, you know what? I the first one I thought of, Jim, and I don't know what this says about because we've seen so many movies together. But that Vin Diesel movie that um, <laughs> yes. a, um, man a man apart, a man apart, everything is blurry. Then, um, blurry was um, the song in the trailer, and we were like, we're going to see that fucking movie. <laughs> That was like when we went, I was like, I want to see Vin Diesel kill a bunch of people because they fucked with his wife. Yeah, well, that's like when the three of us went and saw the Steve Zahn, Martin, uh, what's his name movie, National Security, and the PSA they ran before it was the the guy high on drugs killing somebody in a yeah. uh, drive through, and everybody that. started yeah. laughing, and we almost yeah. laughed. Oh dear lord! I was like, I gotta uh, leave. This I will say, five people here. I've seen a lot of movies with Aaron. <laughs> Three that come to mind other than <laughs> the man apart. <laughs> the ring. Which oh, we went yeah. we had a stretch of seeing a bunch of horror movies together. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh yeah. and that movie is incredible. I'd love to watch it again, maybe for this podcast and see what that's about. Yeah. No, Two no. Um, The Haunting. No. Which we saw with Keenan. And we <laughs> had to stop to get gas on the way home. And he did not want to be alone in the car. What have you done? What is going on? And what was the last one? Um, oh, Orange Potter in the Death Orange County. Yes, yes. So yes, when yes. we first moved to to our apartment after college, oh, I remember. Lori, Aaron, and I were the only ones in the in the six person apartment. We had. We had mattresses in the living room. Well, I don't know why. I still because don't know everyone why. was no. scared. We, we, we all slept yeah, in the same room. Yeah, we didn't want to sleep in our own bedrooms. And so no, weird. and we only had one TV so far. That's, that's and true. 
and it was, just it a was sleepover it every was night. like a ten inch screen. The VCR <laughs> under the TV was bigger than the TV, <laughs> and we had a VHS about, right? copy of Orange County, which. <laughs> I heart that movie, so fuck oh, you guys. So I can't it's believe so that good. Lori didn't make you watch An Officer and a Gentleman. No, we had one and other movie. Watched, um, uh, Big Daddy. How, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Where yeah. were Lori's yeah. movies? Yeah, that's a good movie. yeah. Lori, <laughs> Lori let us kind of lead. The, she did, uh, yeah. yeah. I, be, I believe. Okay. All right. It's fair. No, yeah. That is well, funny. Definitely. Okay, you yeah. haven't let Aaron answer the question. No. <laughs> she did. She said no. She did not. You answered the question. No, she said a man apart. A man apart. No, she, yeah. no, she was answering you <laughs> talking about oh, your beliefs. Katie is under the impression that you enjoyed a movie with her more than me. So can we get there and just <laughs> like make just, her feel can happy? You just tell us a movie you've seen with no, Katie. I really didn't think Aaron <laughs> answered. I thought that was all you. <laughs> Thank so we you. can just end this, please. Just tell her a movie you watched with her. I don't even care if you really watched it because I don't think she remembers at this point. Just say a movie. Any movie. Uh, um, oh, shit. Um, uh, All right, question five. Yeah. You <laughs> question five. Deep thoughts question. Here we go. Have gone to a movie? Which uh <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm gonna take sweating again. I'm gonna take a, a few weeks off from the this, show. Next week this will next week known David as... Charvet will be filling in for me on the podcast. <laughs> We're gonna have David Charvet hosting the show next week with Katie. Jim and I are Jim and I are going to rebrand ourselves so with a new name. That. There are four people on this podcast, all of them trying to watch this on the internet, and we only have two viewers. So, oh god, it's because my phone died. Uh, that's all right. It's fine. Finally, our, it's fine. Our deep thoughts I was going to say dodgeball. <laughs> you have to be able to recall the moment you watch the fucking movie. I don't. I know. I don't. I was going to say dodgeball. <laughs> I... Okay. Ooh. Okay. Me Just say me too, dude. Me too. Same. Yeah, that's it. That was it. You got it. Eat, pray, love. Did we watch Eat, pray, love? Yeah. No, you yeah, can't yeah, even yeah, remember that. Eat, pray, no, we love. did. We you did. We did because we were in North Carolina. We were in North Ooh. Carolina when it came out. And so we went to the yes. movie theater together to mm. watch it. Okay. True we story. Did. We did. Great. <laughs> uh, but I feel. <laughs> yeah, that I took us five minutes like... to figure out. <laughs> like the hours yeah, or something. It was clearly impressive. All, like, it was, very, it was very a memorable <laughs> moment. It was very memorable. It was very. It, it... Ground shaking. <laughs> Sometimes at night when I think about the movies I'd love to see again, I think of that moment. <laughs> when we watched Dodgeball together. <laughs> Yeah, you have a. Oh my belly hurts! Oh. oh God! Brian, please ask this last question. Brian, what's question number five? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the Brian is. I, I just I want you guys I, to see. This is how Fiona feels about. Fiona is nervous about you laughing like this. I'm kid. sorry, Fiona. I'm sorry, Aunt Katie's I'm okay. Surprised. Scout is not Aunt losing Katie's her okay. mind. I gave Scout a, a beef 
You just got Benadryl. All right, here we go. Our our deep thoughts question. This was a three answer potential here for you, but I'm pretty sure it's down to two after this episode. Uh, Aaron, which commager would you want to go to any event with? A dog show. Come on. A dog show. Who would you want to go to a dog show with of the hosts on this show? Oh man, honestly. Um... Please say Katie. Please just say it. <laughs> no, my so first. This. It's my a first, fucking my downward first, spiral if you don't say it. Katie. say it. Thank Jimmy. God. Thank Katie, God. Because we do love to people watch together. Um... Thank God. <laughs> but. <laughs> Jim, you would be a nightmare at a dog show. Are you kidding? No, for you, you just, for you, Aaron, I would not be no, a nightmare. You would look with such disdain on everyone. Do you, what do you not understand about Aaron and my relationship that does not tell you that that's exactly what she'd be looking for in that moment? Mm-mm, nope. Nope. She'd want to find the joy. She would want to find the joy. Tiny, oh, we find joy. Tiny little, very groomed doggies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Much joy. Brian, put a bow on this fucking thing. <laughs> Please do not review our show after this. This is the episode. equivalent in the Mayflower dog show of walking out <laughs> and just taking a shit on the on the AstroTurf. We have we have been holding 2020 at bay on this program for a while. Yeah. Like, like I'm hitting so a... sorry. No, we knew this would happen. We knew this would happen. This doesn't have anything this... to do with you. This no. was inevitable. <laughs> oh my god! I just got death stare from Brian. From my... No, not from Brian. From my husband. Brian, Brian just said Friends, it's not you. If I don't show up again tomorrow. <laughs> no death stare from me. We'll be back <sighs> next week with an episode that is inspired by the 2020 election. <laughs> so you can only imagine where that one's going to go. Uh, 10 days until the election, what, the drinking sure is you... going to steadily increase. Yeah, that's um, uh, do not review the show again based off of tonight's episode. No. Nope. That, we don't want Sit that. this one out, guys. Um, we will be back next week, though, with a film probably skip that that one too and then come back (laughs) yeah and then listen to that and then review us for that and then come back when we have a vaccine yeah maybe like 20 time out time out i will say this aaron these two are big giant wimps when it comes to watching anything even remotely creepy so you have to come on for our next like horror movie that's true I would love to. Yeah, yeah. we've just ignored. I get like that one or I get one a year. <laughs> you are We're allowed not, to pick a movie every month. Anything scary? There is no. There are no scary movies. Although happening. we did watch Midsummer, and that yes, was that Brian did love that, yes, and that you counts. loved that as well. Yep. So. yep. I have and not disliked a horror movie that was picked yet. Mm-mm. You picked The Shining. We mm-hmm. like The Shining. You picked mm-hmm. Midsummer. We like Midsummer. Okay. It seems to be the narrative in your mind is you can't pick mm-hmm. the movies, yet you get to pick a movie a month and you're mm-hmm. not picking anything the that's scary. We also you know watched funny? it, Brian. The story I'm telling it. myself is that I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't nothing's changed after Renee Brown years, taught me so that. <laughs> yeah, Katie's the one that ruined this episode. You've just destroyed a 20-year-old friendship. So put Please. a bow on that. Please. Put a bow on it. 
Guys, well, it's been a blast. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> Thank you. And our, our best in show expert gives it five stars. So you should have bailed that. out when that Wi-Fi came. Oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear what's going on. Oh, you're breaking up. No, you're breaking the up. The 5G is killing it, though. <laughs> you should have just sat there, like, frozen, and we've been like, oh, she's frozen. And then Fiona would jog by, and we're like, Fuck, she's pretending to be frozen because she doesn't want to be part of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even notice your T-shirt. Our guest, Aaron Powers, has a dog-themed T-shirt. It says, Dog Mom, Life is Rough. <laughs> dog That's Mom, crazy. Life is Rough. That was, it, it was a birthday present. Um, from Bun? So, no, um, this is actually from, uh, I don't know if she'd be watching, Sandy Comfort. It was Way a, to go, a, Sandy. From a 40th, yeah, 40th birthday. She is now a dog. Don't worry, too. nobody's watching. That's so. fantastic. <laughs> nobody's watching. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Let's say goodbye, and then we can, if we want to yeah. keep chatting. Right, we'll, sure say goodbye, we'll say goodbye to the commenters. I, I have to take a moment. All right. <laughs> okay. Good, goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody. Maybe we'll be back. <laughs>